It's a big component for me. That's my my number one thing is being around other people that help motivate me, that help bring me to the gym, and help me want to work out and help me to be better. You know what built my confidence a whole lot was after doing CrossFit for a few years and getting the compliments that I get, like, oh my gosh, you know, you're Carol, your legs, oh my gosh, they're amazing, or your arms, oh my gosh. And my husband would say, Carol, have you seen your back lately? I'm like, no. And he goes, oh my gosh, let me take a picture of it so you can see it. Welcome back to the Building Better People podcast. This is your host, Charlie Lima. We have our first interview of 2018. Carol Rodriguez actually goes way back with uh, College Station CrossFit. She was one of our first members. She started doing our boot camps. You'll hear her story. And you're gonna get so much inspiration from hearing her story and how she's been able to maintain her fitness all throughout her 40s. Enjoy. My name is Carol Rodriguez. I am 49 years old. I turned 50 this year. <laughs> 2018 is gonna be a little shocker for me, but um, I have a husband, Ross, and two kids. My daughter's 20 and my son's 11. So, Carol, how old were you when we met the first time that you and I met? I met you in 2009. Oh. I remember going over there to figure out what I wanted to do after my son. So, he was like two years old. Wow. Yeah. So, let's kind of talk about when you started really working out. Was it before this? How long before this? When did your fitness yeah. journey start? Yeah, I always went to the gym. Um Never really motivated me to go to the gym, mm -hmm. but I kind of made myself go. Never really liked it. Always felt intimidated in a gym because I was by myself. I never liked that feeling. And I don't know how people do it today because I was like, maybe I'm just, it's just me. But I just never liked going to um, a gym and just getting on equipment, waiting for equipment, trying to figure out how equipment works and then kind of worried or nervous to ask somebody to help me how to use this equipment because then I felt like, oh, I feel like so stupid. I, why, why do I not know how to do this? So I just kind of like just left that. Yeah. And then I discovered, that's when I got with, when I walked to the Alamodome, but someone had told me to get with you. I don't know who it was, but it was years ago. Someone has mentioned your name about personal training. And I don't know yeah. if I read something somewhere, but something urged me to go in there. So when I did go in there to meet you, I was basically trying to get a personal trainer to help me get going in my, try to get fit. And from there, I think that's when you start, you told me about boot camps. That's you started right. at the park. I went out to the park somewhere in College Station. I forget where it was now. <laughs> was yours at Edelweiss Park? Well, yeah, I think it was. It was one of those parks. Yeah. Um, we would go out there, and it, I really liked it. That's when I discovered that I love a, a class setting. Mm -hmm. Being with other people who have the same struggles. As now, you tell do. me that was was that so different from what you'd ever done? It was. I've never done a boot camp before, and I really loved being around other people and seeing their struggle with the workout as much as I was struggling. Made me feel like okay, I'm not, you know, that. And bad so, off. and I know you've been around CrossFit for a long time, so obviously it's a big part of what you yeah. love is the community component, mm -hmm. but. Coming back from when you were just going to the gym and really not liking it and knowing now how much CrossFit has grown, that community component, how important do you think that is to kind of keeping people committed to the gym? Oh my goodness. It's a big component for me. That's my, my number one thing is being around other people that help motivate me, mm. that help bring me to the gym and help me want to work out and help me to be better. 
Because, you know, again, starting CrossFit back in 2009 when you first opened up the one yeah. in Harlem, and I think you even started it over here by party time when we started getting more involved with um, the weight training and things of that nature. It was really fun, and I loved it. And I loved pushing myself, and the way I felt afterwards, I was addicted. It yeah. was like such an adrenaline rush for me that I just had to have more. Yeah, so you're one of what I would consider one of our, like, OGs. I mean, you've been for a long time. Yeah. And how has CrossFit, because you've been doing CrossFit now 10 years, we'll call yeah. it, almost 10 years. Yes. How has it changed? Like, has it changed? Is it the same? What What do you see different? I don't think it has changed much other than my I changed how I felt in the beginning when starting it to today. Because I think in the very beginning when I started CrossFit, I loved how my body was changing and how I was adapting to the workouts and how I was able to do the workouts more better and more efficiently. And my intensity, was, I was able to understand more what the intensity was supposed to do, how to increase it, and it was all on me and not on anyone else. Um, but in the very beginning, I think my thought was like, I just want to be skinny. I want to be a size two. I just want to be this, this, and that. But today, if I, I just want to be fit. To be able to lift heavy weight, to be able to run long distance, I just finished my third marathon, to be able to do, and not even really train other than doing just CrossFit. Mm. <laughs> you know, wow. I hate that I, did, I didn't train as much <laughs> as I wanted to with my running. <laughs> but it but talks about the program. It, yes, my, the intensity and how I put my, my intensity into the workouts really help a lot with my endurance. So just doing that and now just, just wanting to do things that I never thought I could do before, that's my goal. So the shift focus... Or the focus shifted from wanting to lose weight or your aesthetics, we'll yes. call it, mm-hmm. looking better than now more of a fitness, performance, yes. feeling. Yeah. And what has that done for you personally in terms of like your mindset and your confidence? Mm-hmm. And You know what built my confidence a whole lot was after doing CrossFit for a few years and getting the compliments that I get? Like, oh my gosh, you know, you're... Carol, your legs, oh my gosh, they're amazing, or your arms, oh my gosh. And my husband would say, Carol, have you seen your back lately? I'm like, no. And he goes, oh my gosh, let me take a picture of it so you can see it. And he'll tell me, and I'll show, like, oh my gosh, you just really changed. I love the fact that my body, at 49 years old, has changed and looks better than I did when after I, you know, when I was 40. Mm. You know, I grasped my 40s, you know, I had my weight issues in the beginning, but now to be able to say what I can do today and how my body has changed, I love that more than anything. Wow. And you had, how old was your son when you started? I think he was two or three. Which I, I see back then I yeah. had no idea what that was like. Now I totally understand probably how hard it was because you probably had either late nights or, you know, just early mornings or just raising a, a young child had to be yeah. hard. So how, how did you balance that with your workouts? Was it, was there days that you didn't want to go and you're, um, no, I wanted to come every time. Thank God my husband was there for me. He definitely took care of it. I definitely had, um, you know, family back. You know, my, of course, his in-laws were alive at the time, and they helped me a lot. And I think back on it because I would definitely either come early in the morning or I would come right after work and then rush home. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it just... Balancing back then, I just, you know, I always wonder, how did I do that? Yeah. But, you know, you find a way. Well, I, all I remember was you were so committed, you know. And then in 2010, and I don't know if 
many people even knew know this who know you, but you competed on a regionals team. Yes. At the, the Affiliate fir- team. Yep. The, yes. Well, it was the second regionals because it was 2010. Yes. That's right. But 2009, they had a regionals, but we didn't go. Right. And you, I mean, it, in 2010, basically anybody could sign up. So it was almost like an open competition. Right. We signed up a team and mm-hmm. you stepped up to the plate. And I remember how like impressed I was that you were doing it, you know, and you did amazing and you had a blast. So oh, tell me about that experience. Oh my gosh, it was it was an amazing experience. I mean, I always say 2010 was my year. It was the year that I probably was my fittest I've ever been. Um, the things that I did that year were pretty pretty awesome, you know, as far as competing with the affiliate team. And just doing that and being in that community and that day, I just think back on that day so much. I love watching the YouTube videos on that oh, because they just bring yeah. me back that memory like, oh, yes, I, my gosh, it's so awesome. But it was just amazing. I mean, you just couldn't imagine being there competing with CrossFit affiliates throughout the entire state of Texas and knowing that you're right there with them and doing things that, wow, mm-hmm. look, look, at, look at us. You know, we are doing something pretty awesome. And so what, what do you think about the sport and how much it's evolved? Because it's completely different today than it was back uh, then. I think it got more commercialized. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, you know, I kind of like always didn't like that part of it yeah because i did love it i guess in the beginning so much because it was just like so open and so you know everybody can be part of it everybody can do this and everybody yeah. can get any for competitions that we wanted to which you know all those competitions i competed it back then um i did get a little bit commercialized i think and and i think it's got a little bit more intimidating with competitions because i would always compete in competitions i love competitions because it always pushed me to be better um but now with competitions it's not the same it's a little bit more intimidating. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm sorry, but they are beasts. Like, these women <laughs> are well, and, amazing. And I think across the board, the sport is matured so much. Yes. And there's so many more people that are in the sport. Yes. And you have people that have been doing it now for 10 years, 5 exactly. years. That You know, and CrossFit is definitely one of those things that in the very beginning your rate of improvement is pretty small like right. let's say the first for the average person the first 12 months you know it takes a while but then once you start you know it's that's the whole thing is get it you know 12 months under your belt the next 12 months it's like whoa i did so much more and then by the time the next 12 months you're three years in and you're doing things that you never imagined you could do right and even though the athletes today are improving a lot quicker they even are. in their first 12 months than back then um i do agree i think the sports must matured so much and, yeah, and competitions yeah. are now i mean they're productions yes you know yes and they're, this, they're this, out there and that's why i love doing like small little competitions i did Wadapalooza for three or so, three years and that was always like a beginner's competition but i did it several years and um you know, back in the early days, you know, I would yeah. go do I would go do beat the heat and Katie. Yeah. And I'd done that twice. And you know, but even today I think I'd feel intimidated. But back then, you know, I wasn't. I felt like really in line with everybody. And even I did Oktoberfest. Yeah. I, I did that one and I loved that one too. Yeah. And it was just like you think back on these competitions that we did and it's just so different today, but you're right, it has it has matured. These these athletes are amazing because they they have been committed. Yeah. You know? With me being a mother, working, you know, full time and taking care of my family, I could see where the commitment that they have and my commitments like, oh, I just need to go do my hour per day. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it can easily become like way more <laughs> than yeah. it probably should. Yeah. You know, especially I, I just remember back, especially in those 
probably first few years for even me doing CrossFit, like you just can't, you can just be consumed with it. Like it can almost like either you're doing competitions, yes. you know, multiple per month yes. or you're, you know, you're constantly watching YouTube videos when you probably should be doing something else. Yes. And it yes. just, I think, and it's not that it's not like that anymore for mm -hmm. some people, but I think, you know, maybe at some point, like you just said, like, there's probably like, maybe I shouldn't do this competition because it's not the right time for me, mm -hmm, you know, exactly. and you got to kind of, so how have you balanced in the time that you've been doing CrossFit, you know, it not taking over your life, but being something that supports your goals? Yeah. Well, my husband might say that I let it take over my life, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been so supportive and he's just, he, he loves it. And he loves the fact that I worked out. And now that I got him involved with fitness, he starts working out a whole lot more now. And that's what I love. The fact that now that we can share the fact that we both enjoy working out today, it's just, it's, it's still hard. Yeah, no. it, it's something. Well, and 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 expand on that a little bit because yeah. I think that you're you're saying something that's probably a lot of people can relate yeah. to. Yeah, it, it's really hard because you know I work eight to five. I I do have a um a twenty year old and she's constantly um has me doing things for her, getting her ready, you know, for school and getting her going here. Mother, I need this. Mother, I need that. And of course, my son who I need to do his conferences. I need to make sure that he gets up early and it's a battle every morning. <laughs> you know, cause I come home from class because I go to the 5 a.m. class. And when I come home, you know, I'm getting myself together and then I got to fight him to get up. And you know, I'm like, how, what time did you go to bed last night? You need to start going to bed earlier. And of course we're having our little tip and like, yeah, hurry up, hurry up. We can, you know, I can't be late for work. And then I'm having to rush him to school, rush myself to work. And then, you know, get the day going. And of course my adrenaline is rushing cause I just got done, had an amazing workout, obviously. So my adrenaline rushes through the, the day. By about two o'clock, I start feeling, oh, now I'm feeling a little tired. <laughs> yeah, because you've been going since five yeah, o'clock in the yeah. morning or yeah. earlier when or you woke up. Yeah, every morning. So you're 49. How is it different than when you were 39? Oh, my goodness. Not not much different at all. You yeah. know, I don't think, I'm, again, age is definitely a number, and I can definitely attest yeah. to that because I feel amazing today mm -hmm. as I did when I was 39. So I, I just believe that CrossFit has made me feel that way. Continuing, continuously doing CrossFit, continuously doing my my runs that I love to do every now and then, and um, it just kept me. So over the level. last ten years, how consistent would you say you've been in in workouts? Like how many days a week? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, every month changes. Every year has changed. Some years were you know, doing some nights when I was training for competition, I did two a days, Yeah, <laughs> you know? Um, and then of course, then it came to where I wasn't had anything going on, nothing, not a goal set. Cause you know, setting goals makes a big dif difference. in when I make myself do more, um, but if I don't not having anything that I have to look forward to or having to work out extra for, I'm doing three days a week, three or four days a week. So, but and so tell me like some of the goals that you set. Like marathon, obviously, has been a goal yeah, a few yeah, times. Yeah, uh, the last three years, I've done a marathon every year. So, I mean, I did that half marathon, full marathon, half marathon. So Wow. So, I've been doing that. My, You know, I want to do something big in, when I'm turning, now that I'm going to be turning 50, I want to do something big. But I haven't really decided what that's going to be yet. That's early on in the year right now, so I'm kind of thinking. Are there any ideas? Think a triathlon. Yeah. That's, that's, when did you turn 50? 
In July. Okay. <laughs> so do you want to do it in this year or in July or at some... Sometime in this year. I just want the this year to be the year that I do something big. Too. Oh, good. So yeah. would it be what distance in the triathlon? Oh, I want to do a starter. A like a sprint. Yeah. yeah, like a little beginner. You have to kind of test it out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So having a goal is a big deal for you. Yes. Is that you know, like a competition would be a goal, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. a destination. Exactly. And so... Something to look forward to. Yeah, something that you're working towards. Mm-hmm. What is your commitment when you're training for something? Like you said, two a day sometimes or just... Um, yeah, definitely two days, um, showing up more often. Um, of course I have the opportunity to work out every day yeah. and if I don't do that every day and I, of course I do believe in rest days, especially at this age, <laughs> you have to have your recovery days and, and of course my nutrition, you know, um, that's always been a big issue for me. So, cause I, I love to eat. <laughs> so I'm, we're going to talk about nutrition, but I want you to expand on rest days, just what you mean by yeah, that. So um, like, do you listen to your body? How yes. do you decide when to take a day off? I listen to my body. I had um, knee surgery back in 2014 after my first first um, half marathon. And um, af- ever since then, I kind of like kind of learned like, Carol, be a little bit more careful. Don't push yourself. If it starts, you know, start feeling a little bit pain, slow it down. One biggest thing I had to learn after having knee surgery was uh, you can go a little bit lighter on the weight. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And then I'm like, you know, that's a big battle with me because I know what I used to do. I used to be able to do heavier squats and I used to do um, heavier back squats. To be able to do, have to go a little bit lighter now just because I want to protect myself and not to put too much pressure where I know I had issues at is a little battle for me. Because it kind of like makes me think, oh, I want to do what I used to do. But I know I can get there. I just got to like let myself... You know, get back, progress back to that. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people struggle with in CrossFit. It, it's kind of probably a pride thing, you know. We we really want to, you know, I, I have the same struggle, you know. And I, I know the difference between 10 more pounds on a back squat is me potentially hurting myself or deadlift. Right. You know, but putting that extra 10 pounds on is just like, I'm not trying to impress anyone. Right. So your knee is still bothering you a little every, bit? Yeah, well, every now and then I do. I mean, I have arthritis on my knees. That was discovered um, back in, in that during that time period as well. So every now and then I get inflammation, but they, again, um, my nutrition needs to come part with part of that. Um, but so when they start swelling, I kind of like slow it down because I can't do a lot of um, the squatting and um, the front squats and the back squats. Mm-hmm. I can definitely handle the back squats better than the front squats. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's the way that I squat on both, both movements. Um, but um, every now and then, you know, sometimes it feels great. Like I have no pain and I'm just ready. Wow. And that's when I give my full intensity. Um, but on days that I feel like there's a little twinge here and there and I'm feeling a little pain, of course, I just slow it down and just say, do what I can. It's my fitness. These are, you know, it's my body. I have to do what's best for me. Yeah. You know, I want to continue working out. I want to continue doing this for another 10 years, hopefully. So my goal is just now is just to... Keep going at it and maintain myself. No, one time somebody had told me or I heard somebody say, it's like no injury is worth what it's going to cost you to miss the gym for a week or a month. You know, it's like that one day or let's call it that one 10 minute moment that Mm -hmm. you decided to overdo it. And now it's going to cost you three weeks. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, you know, and that's like, you just look back and you know, I, uh, there was a podcast interview with Brian Fisher uh, last year at some point, and he talked about stewardship. 
And, you know, for him, he was referencing like eating and, and what he's putting in his body and just to exercise, which for me, that is not an issue. I exercise every day. I eat very healthy. But what I took from that message or from that interview was my stewardship means to be to not get hurt. Right. Because if I get hurt, then I can't be passionate about what I'm doing, right? Because how can, you know, if, if I'm not able to work out, that's the yeah. thing that drives me and fires me up uh, to yes. do what I do. And so it's like, it's poor stewardship for me to do something in here that's going to hurt me. Exactly. Um, and so it's kind of when I, when you, what you're saying, I think is very wise and thinking about like not overdoing it and being patient. So just, exactly. so let's open that uh, nutrition conversation so tell me give me a whole like background from even before 39 so like what's your nutrition story yeah um i've always just ate what i wanted um i never really understood you know as far as macronutrients and you know your total calorie intake per day um i never really understood the carbs over the good carbs the bad carbs i um, the right nuts, the wrong nuts. <laughs> I mean, when I learned all that was in my 40s, learning yeah. when I, after I started CrossFit. So, when, you know, I just ate whatever I wanted. And, you know, of course, it kind of, I guess it catches up to you after a certain point of not realizing what it's doing to your body. And so I'm thinking, you know, after I started CrossFit and learning what all this was and what it does and what food is and certain foods do this to your body and other foods do this to your body, I've learned okay, I've got to really watch my nutrition. I've really got to be careful because, again, this is what's going to help me live longer. It's going to help me see my kids get married. You know, I want to be able to control my nutrition and stay physically fit. So what does control nutrition for you look like? Um, not eating the bad carbs. Mm. Trying to give up the bad carbs is probably the hardest thing in the world to do because, mm -hmm. you know, there is good carbs, and I, know, mm -hmm. I learned that. But giving up the bad stuff, you know, mm -hmm. I can't give up my margaritas. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I have to have one once a week. And I, I always blame my job. My, I tell my boss the same thing. You know, I have to have my weekly margarita. Because <laughs> after dealing with the public, if you, when you work with the public and you have to deal with the public a lot, you have to have a little something. <laughs> there you go. That's your, that's so your like, good carb. That's my good week. carb. My bad carb, whatever it is. But I, oh, Lord. So, um, <clears throat> so what are some of the bad carbs that you um, just the the white breads and the 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 rice. I love rice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm a Hispanic, so <laughs> <laughs> you know tortillas. You know, again, there's my oh, just. And so, how up. do you how do you do it? Do you uh, do you, when you're eating? Do you try to not buy the stuff? Do you? I, I try mean, not to buy it. Yeah, I don't buy it. My husband buys it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he puts it in my refrigerator. Because, I mean, Carol, you've done great. I mean, yeah. over this last, especially 10 years since you started, I mean, your body has transformed. Yeah. I mean, you look amazing. Thank so you. you've done a great job. So do you feel like your nutrition has just kind of like grown with your fitness? Yes, it has. And it, and it, go, it goes up and down, just like my fitness does, mm -hmm. obviously. You know, if I don't work out for a few days, I definitely feel it. I feel it in my body. Um, so I just kind of just kind of get back to it. But just like with nutrition, I mean, some day, some months I go really good, really great, and I feel amazing. And then there's those months that I, you know, I always call it, you know, stress eating during the time when we're so busy at work and, 
you know, because, you know, I work in utilities. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh my gosh. And my boss says, we're bringing in lunch for everybody and I'm buying. And she brings in all these cheeseburgers. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have one. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just want to get through the day. But, you know, that's just, you know, something that I have to work on. Do how you, to say no. Do you count calories? Do you put food in a food journal? Do you do anything I've, like that? I've done all of that. Um, Sometimes I'll do the calories on my fitness pal, and then sometimes I'll do the um, the journal, just making sure I'm staying within my my nutrition goals, mm-hmm. and you know not trying to cheat. And what what, what cheat. has worked best for you? Writing it down, calories. I've done the calories, and it's just to me it just allows you to eat what you want still, but let less. Mm-hmm. Writing down everything and seeing what I'm actually putting into my body helps me know a whole lot better where I'm at. Mm-hmm. So I like writing everything down. And, and that's when, you, better. when you train for a marathon or a competition or anything like that, do you notice that your eating is better? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I eat a whole lot better right before. And how can you tell in your workouts when you're eating well and when you're not? My intensity is higher. Mm. Yeah, I can go much longer. My endurance is better. Yeah. and it, I feel stronger for some reason when I eat better. So do you eat, even though you work out at 5 a.m., do you eat before you work out? I don't. You don't have anything? I don't have anything, and I don't know. I, I know that's wrong, <laughs> but I can't. I, I'll drink a pre-workout. Oh, okay. Um, I do do a pre-workout, but I've tried to eat before, and, and again, I, I kind of push myself sometimes to try to get my intensity up, especially when I was training for the marathon, because I always felt like if I push my intensity up here at CrossFit, it'll help me with my endurance. And it does. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just let everybody know, double unders are amazing for your endurance. So um, <clears throat> definitely just doing that um, has helped me. It, it, it has. I just want to continue doing it that way. So when you did your full marathon, you really didn't train? No. What you Tell me, because that's, I mean, that's amazing. Like, what I did was you... determined, okay, my full marathon was on my bucket list. Things to do before I turned 50. Um... I told myself, and I was kind of getting nervous about my knee problems, my knee, my knee swelling and my knee issues, and I kind of thought to myself, okay, Carol, if you're going to do this full marathon last year, I told myself, you got to do it now, because if you wait any longer, you might not be able to do it. So last year, when I signed up early in the year of 2016, I, I knew I had to do it, but again, I just kind of like didn't train. I didn't do long runs on the weekends. and. I really never really did long runs. The most runs I did was a 5K and a 10K. Wow. So when it came to the point of doing the full marathon, I told myself, well, you're going to do it. You know, I'm going to do it regardless. And, of course, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> if by far anything, I, I should have trained. <laughs> oh, But my. my determination, one thing about me is if I'm determined to do something and I tell myself I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to finish. Even though I wanted to run to a medic. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to run to the next, every time I saw a medic place, I was like, should I run to them yet? No, just uh, keep going. One more mile, Carol. One more mile. One more mile. Every so, it, it is. It's just one, it was just one mile at a time at that point. How sore were you? I couldn't, I was so sore. I'd even, you know, I called um, some of my friends the next morning and told them, you know, I am walking like I just gave birth. I literally hurt all over. <laughs> uh, it was the hard. I had blisters, you know, the size of amoebas on my feet. It was just awful. Um, but like, just I just finished the half marathon, and this one, I felt great. Again, I didn't train. Wow. <laughs> I just did five days. But it probably felt easy yeah. after the full. You yeah, thought, I mean, man. After, after, yeah, after doing that full <laughs> marathon, the half marathon. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. I just went went at it, and it felt 
good. I felt amazing. And I think I even PR'd from my previous half So what does doing something like that do for your confidence and self-esteem? Oh my gosh, it's such a high. I felt like I was on cloud nine, you know? I just, and once I finished and knowing I did well doing it, it just mm -hmm. puts me way, way high. Yeah. It makes me feel amazing. Wow. So um, the title of the podcast is Building Better People. And that statement basically means that we believe that you working out, Carol working out, makes her a better version of her. How is that true for you? And um, how does exercise really allow the best version of you to come out? I'm in a better mood, and my husband will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it really puts me in a great mood. I, I think I'm a happier person doing this. I think my goals and how I handle um, problems at work, I'm more calmer. I'm like, oh, come on, you know, we can handle this together. We can make it a, you know, we can resolve anything. There's, you know, I'm just not like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna let something get to me and just go run and just try to run away from, from anything. I handle everything um, with ease. I, I just don't lose, <clears throat> I don't let myself get lost in problems. I just solve them and move on. And, and I handle my employees better that way too. Being a boss, it, it is difficult. And I, you know, managing employees and having to deal with so many personalities. Over the years, I have learned to, you know, just kind of understand each personality differently and be able to handle handle each person their own way. And I think CrossFit has helped me because I've just learned to, if I can handle a workout like this, I can handle any personality that I have to manage. So if somebody's listening and maybe they don't work out, and they really, they, they're like, well, I'm a happy person, like, or I'm in a good mood. I mean, how would you explain to that person what you're saying, that it just brings out yeah. this joy, right, this positive attitude every single day? Well, for sure, because I was always told that I was always been a happy person. I've always been a happy person. There's always a smile on your face. You're always such in a good mood. All my life I've been like that. Um, but after CrossFit, I'm a better person. I'm a stronger person. I'm a more relaxed person i'm more you know i handle things easier i just i just know for a fact I've, yeah i've always been in a good mood i'm good happy go lucky carol but now i'm just a different type of happy go lucky carol i'm yeah. just i'm just more that to the extreme i think okay so we'll end with this question so i think it's a good one i'll give you a second to think yeah. about it so what's the hardest crossfit workout that you have ever done oh my goodness say murph Oh, really? When? So when? <laughs> Murph is hard. Every time you do it or just this one? Every time one? I do it. Every time I do it because I try to do it RX. <laughs> uh -huh. And um, the pull-ups, you know, I learned to do kipping pull-ups and I can, but the minute I start failing on them, it's such a struggle for me. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me so mad because I will always, always not be able to do a hundred kipping pull-ups you know i can you know do doing a few sets you know with the squats um it, it's good it's just a matter of i know i'm gonna end up failing because my arms are just gonna give out on me you know and i always wish i could do that and i don't like getting cut off i want to finish <laughs> i just don't like being cut off and doing anything I, you know i'm sorry that's the only thing if i could say i don't like about cross but i know that we are in our hour we gotta go <laughs> 
but I don't like being cut off. I want to finish my workout. <laughs> well, you know, and I think that's just a testament to what you just said earlier about this. Like when you said about the marathon, like there's just something about you that you just don't, you will do it. It's grit. You got, you have grit. You have, you don't quit. And that probably is exactly why you feel that way. Like you don't want to ever stop. You want to finish whatever it is that you start. So. Exactly. Well, very inspiring, and I thank you for joining the, me on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast, where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.